Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and this week's episode is about four content repurposing projects that you can undertake right now. Now, I record this episode still in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. I hope if you're listening to it in the future, then things have calmed down a bit, but we're right in the thick of it at the moment, and it's a worrying time for everyone. Half of the world's population is in lockdown, so really truly unprecedented times. Let's not try to let boredom set in whilst at home. Let's keep safe, let's stay at home, but let's find ways to keep ourselves busy and productive. Now, while some people may be taking advantage of this time to embark on some DIY, learn a new language, or finally sort out that 1990s CD collection, which I did the other day, then as a content creator, you could also start to look at projects that will benefit your business. Now is the time to take on that large scale content repurposing project that you never thought you'd have time to that will maximize your existing content and increase your audience reach. Now in last week's episode, episode 127, six ways to repurpose your in-person offerings to online, I shared ways that business owners can take their in-person offline offerings and continue to serve their clients online and generate revenue. So we looked at webinars, online courses, membership sites, Facebook subscription groups, online coaching and monetizing content via Patreon. But here I want to shift from the business services that you offer to content and in particular content repurposing projects. So let's jump in. Okay, so number one, repurpose your content into a book. Now, writing a book may seem daunting. It requires a lot of work. There's writing, editing, rewriting, proofing, and that is just the writing aspect. Then you have to take care of design aspects from the front cover, the format of your manuscript for publication, navigating your way through the entire self-publication process. Now, I'm going to assume from this point onwards that we're talking about self-publishing a book, by the way. Now, I'm talking about this from first-hand experience as well, because I published my book, Content 10X, More Content, Less Time, Maximum Results, last year. So shameless plug, if you haven't got a copy of that, then head to content10x.com forward slash book. It's the ultimate guide to repurposing every type of content. And writing the book, it was at least an 18 month project for me. I was working on the book around running my business and life. So that's why it took as long as it did. The good news is that if you are already a content creator, you can draw on your existing content, whether that's from your podcast, scripts or transcripts, blogs, videos, and repurpose that into a book. Because if you've been posting content consistently for over a year, and that could be more, that could be less, depending on the frequency of your content, your posting, and the size of the book that you want to write, then you'll likely have more than enough content to go out to write a book. And that's exactly what I did. Now, my book was written and compiled using my content. I took the ideas and the core messages from my existing blog posts and podcast episodes, and I expanded on them in order to create chapters for the book and then did you know more work on them. But I always think it's so much easier to edit than it is to start from scratch. So check out episode 93 of the Content 10X podcast called Content 10X The Book and Update and How to Repurpose Content into a Book. And you'll find out a lot more about my method, content10x.com forward slash 93. 
Now, I'm not the only one who has done this as well. In episode 71 of the podcast, I chatted to Emily Prokop about how she turned her podcast of two years into a book. And all of Emily's podcast episodes were scripted, so she already had written content. And what she did was she edited the content, she made them less conversational and more how you would write as opposed to speak, organized it all into chapters. She didn't do self-publishing, actually. She had a publisher that actually got in touch with her who was a podcast fan. So it just goes to show you never know who's listening when you put content out. And then she went ahead and she published her book. So find out more about that in episode 71, content10x.com forward slash 71 to find out about Emily's experiences. And I also spoke to my really good friend, Mike Morrison of the Membership Guys in episode 108 of the podcast as well. And he talked all about that how they were able to turn their audio blogs and even emails into two separate books and Mike gave some really great tips on how he structured his content to bring it together to write both of the books and it wasn't just a case of cramming all the content together and then just fashioning it into the shape of a book and voila there you have a book it was a lot more about working out what the purpose was of the book what the problem was that you were trying to help solve for people and how you could bring the content together in the right way to solve that problem for people so do check that out with mike now from my own experiences having a book can open lots and lots of doors it enhances your credibility and authority more people find about you and you are just able to help more people as well so as an agency owner the key way that we help people directly apart from our free content, this podcast, content that I put out on my blog and on social media is our fully done for you end-to-end repurposing service. And people who aren't ready for that, the book was really another way of helping people who wanted to do things themselves, the DIY approach. So it just helps you to reach people and help people in a different way. So I really recommend considering, could this be the time that you can take your content and create a book? Now, once you have your book outline, you can see where you're going to draw your content from. And you can also see where there are gaps, where there's chapters that you want in the book that perhaps you haven't created content on yet. There, I really recommend creating that new blog post or podcast episode or video about that particular topic for the chapter. That way you have content that you can share with your audience in your usual um, content methods. And then you can repurpose that to become the chapter of your book as well. So it really helps to come up with new content ideas for your current content channels as well as feed the content for your book. Then when you have a draft of your book ready, it's relatively straightforward to publish with Amazon's Kindle Direct Publishing, so Amazon KDP. I say relatively apprehensively because it's not extremely complicated, but it is quite time consuming and there's quite a lot to it. So Amazon KDP is where you publish eBooks and also paperback and hardback books for Amazon. It's not all about Amazon though, though it really mainly is, but Google Play's Partner Center, for example, has an eBook self-publishing option targeting Android users as well. And you can submit directly to Kobo and Nook Press, which is the Barnes and Noble e-reader. Um, and then for eBooks, there's also aggregated platforms like draft to digital there's Smashwords, Publish Drive, and there's Ingram Spark as well. So there are different places, but if you just want to keep it simple for the start and just focus on one thing, then focus on Amazon KDP. The platform that you publish on will determine what file format you choose. Each platform will require certain file formats, PDF, EPUB, Mobi, 
make sure you review each platform's requirements. And then you may need to work with somebody um, like a freelancer, perhaps who specializes in this kind of thing to turn your written manuscript into the required format for the publishing platform that you are going to use. And you can use online tools as well to format your books if you don't work with somebody, whichever works for you. Now, some people who can help you with this, there's Dave Chesson of The Kindlepreneur. He's got a really great site with lots of useful information. There's Azul Terenez, who is a friend of mine, Steve Vanoy, and their business is called Authors Who Lead. I'm going to be on Azul's podcast very soon. We've already recorded that, so it'll be out soon. And there's also Joanna Penn of The Creative Pen, and I was on Joanna's podcast recently. They all have excellent advice for self-publishers. So again, that's The Kindlepreneur authors who lead and the creative pen. So check those guys out if you are embarking on a book project. Okay, then next up, I repurpose your book into an audiobook. Okay, so this is only applicable to those of us who have a book to begin with. Either you've published your book already or you followed step one that I just went through and you're back here listening to the podcast to turn your book now into an audiobook. So if you've gone to the effort of writing a book, then providing an audiobook I think is a really great thing to do. For me in particular, being a podcaster, it made perfect sense to do an audiobook because you know many people who follow me are used to consuming my content in an audio format with my podcast so it was great to offer them and other people of course as well an audiobook. Now I'm not going to lie it's not a quick and easy process at least it wasn't for me but my book has around a hundred thousand words so it's pretty long so I guess it depends on how long your book is but either way it can be time consuming though it's not as time consuming as writing the book in the first place. Now some decisions you need to make decide whether you want to narrate or pay someone else to narrate for you. If you choose the option of having someone narrate for you, then you need to come up with a payment plan that works for you both, which could include splitting the royalties of the audiobook. Now, given this post is about taking on projects when you have extra time, I'd like to suggest that you give this a go yourself. It takes a good microphone and a quiet space and lots of water because you get a very dry throat and quite a lot of patience as well. Now, when you've recorded the chapters of your book, I recommend working with an audio engineer to get them in the required quality standard for an audiobook. And I recommend finding that audio engineer first so you can get their guidance before you get started and they can let you know what software to use and things like that so that what you present them with is what they are happy and what they want to work with. So it's much better to get that advice before you get going than present them with a load of files and then you know it turns out that perhaps you could have used a different software or saved the content in a different format. So find somebody to work with. I worked with James Ede who is my wonderful podcast editor. So hello, James, because you will be listening to this. James does all the editing for my podcast. He works with us with our clients as well. So he was able to help with the audio book. So if you have a podcast producer, if you have a podcast, perhaps they are the person to help you with this. So just find out who that person is going to be. Now, ACX is the main platform to use for audio books. It's a marketplace where authors, agents and publishers can connect with narrators, engineers and studios to publish audiobooks and it's also where you submit and publish to Amazon, Audible and Apple. And ACX offers exclusive and non-exclusive distribution rights with differing royalty fees. But it's just exactly like what Amazon offers for Kindle and paperback books, but it's those same decisions that you need to make for an audiobook as well. So check what will work for you. 
Now, if you don't go with ACX, then Findaway Voices will also help you create and produce your audiobook and distribute into their global network. And just as I said, be careful to check the royalty details for each platform before making your decision and choose a platform that you think your audience will get their audiobooks from. There's no point in going with a distributor that focuses on Europe if your audience is all American. So just think about that. But I really recommend, you know, ACX because it's all at Amazon, really. Amazon, Audible, Apple. You're very well covered. If you want to keep things straightforward and simple to begin with, then go with ACX. So there you go. That's number two. If you have a book, then consider repurposing it into an audiobook. Okay, so number three, repurpose existing content into audio and launch a podcast. So it's not the first time you've heard me recommend launching a podcast, but if you've been thinking about launching a podcast for a while and maybe you've not had the time, then maybe now could be the perfect time for you. From an audience perspective, many people are searching for non-screen time content at the moment. Maybe we're getting a bit too much screen time as we are at home more and we are looking to educate and inform and entertain ourselves during the time of social distancing. According to the Infinite Dial 2020 by Edison Research, 37% of Americans, which is estimated to be 104 million, are listening to podcasts each month. So podcast consumption is on the rise and it's been growing by 16% year on year. Now, launching a podcast is not necessarily easy. I'd feel rather glib if I was saying that it's easy, but it's easier than you may think. However, it does take some research to get yourself set up and you need to make sure you have audio recording equipment, you know, what software you're going to use, perhaps you'll work with an editor, perhaps you'll work that out yourself. You need to find a podcast host to publish your podcast episodes. And I highly recommend Captivate. Captivate is who we host our show with. And we recommend Captivate to all our clients. Go to content10x.com forward slash Captivate to find out more. And then also you're going to do things like plan out your podcast trailer, your introductory episode, your podcast artwork. It's a project. It's a project to manage and you need to have the time to do it right and then the time to get consistent with your podcast production and also with your podcast marketing as well. Now check out episode 29 of the Content 10X podcast, content10x.com forward slash 29. It's called Repurposing Your Video by Launching a Brand New Podcast. And I shared an overview of how you can launch your own podcast. And if you want to be taken a bit more by the hand and shown exactly how to do it, then check out the Content 10X toolkit, content10x.com forward slash toolkit, because we provide lots of help in there of how to launch your show. And we have things like, Uh, video tutorials, checklists, swipe files, templates for all things related to podcasts for trailers, audiograms, show notes, everything, you name it. So check out our toolkit. Now, how can you make this a repurposing project? So firstly, you could repurpose your blog posts into podcast episodes. Now, I don't recommend that you read each blog post word for word. That could sound too scripted and a little bit dry, but consider bullet pointing out the key points from your blog posts and then use that as a basis for each podcast episode. You've already done the hard work of creating those blog posts and doing the research and getting your thoughts down on paper, so to speak, on uh, your blog post digitally. So taking those points and then speaking about them for your podcast could be a really great repurposing exercise or repurpose videos as well. So do you have videos that you could extract the audio from those videos and produce the audio into a podcast episode? And I covered this in detail in my book, 
So content10x.com forward slash book. There's a whole chapter in various sections in the book on how you can repurpose videos into a podcast, but also the toolkit, as I mentioned just before, content10x.com forward slash toolkit. There is step-by-step guide on how you can repurpose videos into a podcast episode. Now, once you have your podcast up and running, you just need to work out how you are going to A, stay consistent with creating new content and also how you'll repurpose your podcast as well. And there's lots and lots and lots of tips and advice on the content 10X podcast and our blog on how you can repurpose podcasts and really get the maximum value from them and an entire chapter in my book as well on this, as well as specifics in the toolkit. So there you go. Now could be the time for you to become a podcaster. And number four, start a weekly live show. So going live can be as simple as picking your platform, holding your phone up and pressing record. It allows you to have contact with your audience, react, answer questions. It's a great way to prove your authority and credibility. There's nowhere to hide when you go live. So it allows you to share your personality and really bring transparency to the relationship you have with your audience. Check out my podcast episode and blog post called Creating Live Experiences with Your Content. That was content10x.com forward slash 54, episode 54, where I share my thoughts more on why live experiences can be really great. Now you can record a live video on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, if you've applied for LinkedIn, that's an application process at the moment. And even all at the same time via third party um, software where you can stream to more than one place at one time like StreamYard. Now I know it may sound daunting and I said it's as simple as picking your platform and pressing record, but of course it isn't that simple. You need to have the confidence to be going live. And I know not everybody, you know, has that. I don't do a lot of live because to be honest, I find it quite daunting. But check out Ian Anderson Gray. We're proud sponsors of his Confident Live Marketing podcast, where he teaches people how to go live with confidence. And I also did a interview with Ian. I've had him on the podcast twice actually. So how to repurpose Facebook live videos with Ian Anderson Gray was episode 11, content10x.com forward slash 11. And I also had him on the show to talk about repurposing LinkedIn lives and how to get started with LinkedIn live as well. That was episode 92, so content10x.com forward slash 92. So check both of those out with Ian and check out the Confident Live Marketing podcast. Now you may be thinking, well, how is this a repurposing project? Where does repurposing come in? But firstly, I recommend incorporating live video into your weekly content regime. So if you have a weekly podcast episode, weekly blog post or weekly YouTube video, then why not consider having a set day and time each week where you take that topic for discussion during a live stream? You've already done the hard work in forming your thoughts, the research, coming up with the topic. So then preparing to go live and have a live discussion is not too much extra work. Your audience will love you for this because they get the chance to ask you questions and dig a bit deeper into the topic. They can share their thoughts as well. You come together as a community and you open yourself up for questions. Now, a good friend of mine, Mark Asquith, CEO of Rebel Base Media, who are behind podcast websites, Captivate, hosts that I mentioned earlier, productivity, and real leaders in the podcasting industry. 
Now, Mark does this with his weekly show, The Podcast Accelerator, where he goes live at the end of each week, every Friday on Facebook to provide coaching on the topics of the podcast episodes that he put out that week. So it's a really good example of somebody doing this. And if you have a podcast or if you're following my advice in the step earlier and you're going to start a podcast, then do check out The Podcast Accelerator. Do listen to Mark's shows full of great advice and then join him live every Friday for his coaching. And the good news, the repurposing just continues because you can repurpose your live videos into lots of new content too, from blog posts to social media videos, slice and dice your live video into shorter videos to a podcast episode, extract the audio um, from certain parts or from all of it to create audio content and more. So it's the gift that keeps on giving when you go live. There's a step-by-step guide on how to go live and how to edit live footage in the Content 10X tool and also chapter seven of my book is an entire chapter dedicated to how to get the most from live content. So do check that out as well if this idea resonates with you. So in conclusion, while there is so much uncertainty at the moment, having a big project to focus on and get stuck into can be good in so many ways. And each of these repurposing ideas that I've just gone through will give you a challenge and a chance to learn new skills and also help you make the most of the content that you already have. I'd really love to hear from you and hear how you get on. So if you do embark on any of these repurposing projects, then please do let me know. Please follow me on on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, I'm at Content10x on all of them and let me know how you've got on. Now I've mentioned it a couple of times in the podcast already but do get a copy of my book that would really help you with any of these repurposing projects content10x.com forward slash book and also consider getting the Content10x toolkit as well content10x.com forward slash toolkit. If you don't want to embark on any of these big projects alone and you want some help, then don't hesitate to get in touch with us at Content10x as well, content10x.com, and you'll be able to see all of the information about the fully done-for-you content repurposing services that we offer to our clients. Okay, so all that's left to say is thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode, and I'll catch you in the next one.